The NBA regular season is over, and the Utah Jazz are the fifth seed in the Western Conference. They'll play the Dallas Mavericks Saturday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, noon against the in Central Time to kick off the NBA playoffs. And we're talking about that coming up on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone here. Not a lot to talk about in regards to the Jazz blowout 111-80 win over the Portland Trailblazers. It was the goal of the Jazz to get to the playoffs healthy, Ron, and they're much healthier than they were at this time last year with Donovan Mitchell being a question mark going into game one against Memphis. Mike Conley ended up with a hamstring issue. They seem to manage that very well, and the Jazz seem to be a healthier team than – any at any point that they were last year in the playoffs. Yeah, and that is definitely a, a plus because now we get a chance to to uh, see what this team was built around at the beginning of, of, of the year being being healthy. Donovan is is one of those players that you, you must have on the floor if, if you're going to uh, if you're going to win. So a healthy Donovan Mitchell. I'm glad he, uh, he didn't play tonight along with Boyan just to rest and get ready for a very talented and uh, probably a tough team for the Jazz to play, even though. Uh, the matchup is probably just the Dallas Mavericks. So the Jazz and the Mavericks have played four times this year. If you've not heard, the first tip will be at 1 o'clock Saturday. We have no idea at this point how relevant that seems. But honestly, that seems like a really relevant thing to this series right now because in today's game, the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic, left the game with a calf straight. No idea how serious it is, but frankly, there's a pretty significant 36-hour window of time in which the Jazz and the Mavericks could have played, and they're at the earliest of all of those games with the 1 o'clock Eastern, 11 o'clock Mountain Time game. I, I don't know whether it will matter. Maybe Luka will be fine, but, Ron, that actually seems super significant as it just came out a moment ago. Yeah, it's really significant, and it, you, you kind of question how serious it is. Uh, I know that, you know, as you mentioned during the broadcast with, with Boyan and then other players and, and Kevin Durant who's had those type of injuries, the amount of time that they've really missed. And, and I think one of the big issues here is Doncic is a very high usage player. Uh, and when he's on the floor, he has the ball in his hands all the time. Uh, he's trying to make things happen. Uh, it doesn't play an up-tempo basketball game. So that might be in his favor, the fact that he's not um, really running and, and putting strain on it. But again, that might be what hurts him there as well because he's not. You just pointed out one thing that should be an advantage to the Jazz. This is the slowest pace play of team. The Jazz weakness at times this year has been transition defense. This is not a team that runs a lot. The Jazz half-court defense will be the thing stressed by Dallas in the series. Yeah, can't remember how it I think the, t the player would be Bronson, the one that really runs the floor uh, when, when Doncic is off the, off the floor. He's the one that's going to push the basketball. Doncic doesn't push it. So th there, there's two different ways they can play. Uh, and with Doncic on the floor, then you, know, you can bet your bottom dollar that's going to be a half-court a half game. Kevin Pelton joined us on the broadcast tonight. He pointed out that in the series against the Clippers, now the Clippers are very different defensively than the Jazz are, mm -hmm. but in the became an issue if he's not at full strength if he had to um you know take some time off this week if he's like these are sig dallas runs as luca runs and luca's the beast that the jazz have to deal with and that's very very important is to make him work and i know the coaching staff have said that many many times to make him work and and make him run him off screens when he's on defense uh 
and just make him work offensively and uh, to the point where it's a possibility he could tire out to the, and, and make himself in, to the point where he's not very good out there on the floor. Uh, if that happens, then the Jazz could have some great success against him. I'd like to see them take advantage of his. I don't think he's that great of a defensive player. Uh, if they can, run him off some screens and, and just, you know, as you just mentioned, tire him out. But, you know, with him not being a great defensive player, you know, you could probably make some things happen there as well. The other one on this one is that they're much better. Dorian Finney-Smith shooting 45% from three in, on the corner threes now. Reggie Bullock's a 40% corner three shooter. Jalen Brunson's a good. So they're a much better team than they've been before. The Jazz got them in one matchup when they were at full strength, right first game back from the All-Star break. And then they beat the Jazz in the other matchup that's relevant where the Jazz were playing on a back end of a back-to-back coming out of Oklahoma City where the Jazz didn't really, uh, on a fairly lengthy road trip, if I remember correctly. Yes, I do remember that road yeah. trip was being lengthy. Um, and so they got the Jazz in that one where the Jazz didn't close out the Thunder enough to get the rest the night before. But those two games are pretty relevant games. And Luka was massive in one. And the other one, Gobert switched on him, and he did not have a very good game. So yeah. that would lead you to believe that it is all Luca, all Luca, all, all Luca. Yeah, he makes he gives those guys open looks, and and uh, and Bullock and Benny Smith, he gives them open looks. And I remember uh, quite a bit where they were knocking down those corner threes or up above the break threes. And don't forget Dinwiddie, who plays uh, with the ball in his hands there as well, and, and could could have you know a, a very good night. So those three wing players, uh, it, it's a big concern. Uh, but Luca is the one that you really want to put your head down and drive at the Jazz. Everyone knows that's what you do. We'll see if our guys actually mark up and defend. Yeah. From the Jazz, from a regular season standpoint, Ron, the Jazz now have the longest playoff streak in the Western Conference. They win the division. They have now are the only team in the NBA to go six straight years without, I think, losing 38 games They or 35 games. They lose 33 this year. Uh, there's something to be said for that. I mean, I think mm-hmm. you've got to take a minute and respect the incredible winning that we're getting to see and the great entertainment we get for six, seven months every season before we head into the playoffs. Very consistent. Uh, and, and, you you know, there many teams in the NBA would like to say something like that because that's how you build a good franchise. That's how you build a very good basketball team tweak it every now and then to, uh, you know, with players that complement your system. But consistency with this franchise has been very, very good over the years. So it'll be Saturday. It'll be 1 o'clock Eastern time, 11 o'clock Mountain time, a Saturday afternoon matinee. Ron and I will be on the call. Is it ESPN? Was that ESPN or ABC? ESPN. So Bowler and Thurl and Holly will be with you as well on TV. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I didn't do that. That was a joke. Um, we like them a lot. Um, so that'll be that. Uh, any thoughts as we wrap up the regular season, Ron, on what this year was for the Utah Jazz? Well, it, it was one of those up and down years. Uh, I think not only for the Jazz, but for every franchise, I think, in the NBA. COVID has really changed things, and, and uh, it, it's really uh, – the, the, the league is entirely different. Uh, players are different. So many players uh, that – Every team has had to use all season long because of COVID and injuries. Uh, It's just been, you know, one of those years where it's been a battle of survival. uh, Just trying to, you know, get to this point. Two teams that don't have a great track record, right? The Jazz lost, won a playoff series last year and then lost the second Mm. round. The Mavericks and Luka have not won a playoff series yet. Jason Kidd does not have a great playoff record yet as a head coach. So you are facing two teams that have to kind of figure this out, get used to it. It's not like playing the Warriors where Draymond was going to be the head you had to cut off, and I, don't, I think he probably would have grown another one. 
um, <laughs> to if you tried to cut it off. So it will be interesting, and if the, we'll see what happens. Um, the one that gets really interesting, frankly, if you want to kind of look ahead a little bit, is watch that Minnesota uh, Clippers game on uh, Tuesday night because if the Clippers, if the Minnesota wins and the Clippers go play Phoenix. Who knows? The Clippers are the team that everybody wants to stay away from right now with Kawhi Leonard lingering, Paul George back. could be quite a 1-8 series as well. All right, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're fired up for it. Thanks for joining us throughout the regular season. And Locked on Jazz will be with you all week long. Have a good one.